What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of The Mental Golf Show. I'm your host, Josh Nichols, and on today's episode, it will just be me, and I want to talk about kind of my expectations for myself uh, in golf tournaments this year. I don't I don't talk about my own game that much. Every once in a while, I'll do maybe an update or how I've been playing or what I expect to be playing, that kind of stuff, but it's rare. Um, but I've been watching the Farmers Insurance Open uh, this weekend, this week, and really been paying attention a lot, and um, that's mostly because Tiger's playing and I'm uh, I'm an irrational Tiger Woods fan. <laughs> Uh, so I, I pay attention more when he's playing, but I'm trying to watch a little more golf this year and, and really, um, kind of keep my fingers on the pulse a little bit better than I have this past year. But anyway, um, in watching it, I, I really get fired up to, to play and to watch more and to help more players and to be better at golf and be a better coach and be a better listener and be more knowledgeable and um, it's just kind of the perfect storm of uh, it being the beginning of the year with the whole year ahead of you and setting goals and uh, resolutions and that kind of stuff and and watching golf and seeing Tiger and it feeling like the beginning of the of the real golf year in a lot of ways even though it's not, there's been several tournaments, there's been the fall season, there's been awesome golf that I watched in Hawaii. Uh, it, it's been an awesome season so far, but this, I don't know why, but this kind of feels like the beginning of the golf year. Um, and it's it's kind of warmed up a little bit in the last few days here in North Carolina. So I, um, that gets my juices flowing of like, ooh, it's like, it feels like golf season, even though Sometime in February it could be, you know, sub twenties and snow, and we wouldn't even know that it's coming. But um, for right now, I I have this overwhelming feeling that it's golf season, and and it's time to pull out the clubs, and it's time to set goals of what I want to do this year, and um, and it it got me thinking about what I specifically wanted to do with my golf game and how I wanted to improve. Because if I, if, you know, if I'm not able to learn from what I say, if I'm not able to practice what I preach, then it comes off as really disingenuous. And if I'm not learning, then what am I really doing? Uh, and if I'm not able to apply it, then maybe what I'm saying is not all that practical. And how I'm helping players is uh, is just words, and it's not really helpful. So, so I, you know, it kind of, it kind of got me thinking about what I can learn from my golf this past year and how I can apply it to the tournaments that I'm going to play this year. And so far I've got, I've got a few tournaments planned for this year. I've got my schedule right here, actually. Um, So, yeah, you can hear actual physical pages turning. I write out my golf tournament schedule in a real calendar. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, so I'm going to play in a 
a two-man, just a one-day four-ball event with one of my friends. We we did it last year, and we want to do it again this year sometime. It looks like this one is end of March. And then I want to play the, uh, the State Am, which is over here in my neck of the woods in the Raleigh area at excuse me, Northridge Country Club, I believe it's called. Northridge. Uh, that's the North Carolina Amateur. That's in June. And then in July, I want to play in the Carolinas Amateur. That's in Wilmington. And that's right around uh, Kayla and my anniversary. And last year for our one-year one anniversary, we went to Wilmington. And this uh, course, Cape Fear Country Club, is in Wilmington. So um, it's like the weekend after our anniversary, so that would be kind of cool. Uh, and then nothing until September. See, that was July, August, September. Two months later is the U.S. Mid-Am. That is in Virginia at Kenlock. And um, that that is obviously like the, the peak of the year in golf tournaments. So those handful, you know, used to I would, I'd have... I'd have 15 tournaments lined up, but you know, I've got, I've got three really big ones and maybe a couple of small ones. I might do the North Carolina Mid-Am at Lonnie Pool, which is also in Raleigh after the U.S. Mid-Am. So all that being said, I do have a golf schedule this year and, um, you know, we're, we've just recently bought a house. So that, that is top priority, <laughs> of course, as far as paying that and paying bills and and whatnot um so that holds top priority but if budget allows it i would love to play in all these tournaments and um and if i'm going to i want to make the most of it and i want to i want to play as good as i can and i want to learn as much as i can and apply what i've learned as as best as i can and that means um looking back at what i did this past year and what I did poorly and and what I did really well, um, I know that uh, just to dive right into what I did really well this past year, I know that I my acceptance uh, was good at times, but then really bad at times. Um, at the U.S. Mid-Am in Colorado, my acceptance was really bad. It... Um, I think I had worked it up really high, you know, I, it, it had been a couple years since my, my really good finish in the U.S. Mid-Am, so I'm, I kind of have those feelings of nostalgia of, I, I just want to be as good as I once was, I just want to play good again, I want to be back to that level, but my practice time and my uh my preparation didn't match my expectations and you might have heard the phrase expectations are resentments in the making well i i expected so much of myself but only prepared uh at a low level so that gap is going to lead to resentment and and i didn't i didn't do a good job of accepting me falling short of my expectations. For one, I should have been able to uh, set my expectations properly based on my preparation. And that's something I will attempt to do this year is 
you know, I've only practiced blank. I've only practiced three times in preparation for this four ball, or I've only practiced six times in the last two months in preparation for this state am, um, or I've only played three competitive events between last U.S. Mid-Am and this U.S. Mid-Am, so I can only expect this much of myself. And and being realistic about those expectations makes acceptance in the moment so much easier. You know, if you if you expect yourself to win, but you prepare at the level of, you know, not even making the cut, then it's going to make acceptance of a bad shot or acceptance of a bad round in the moment really difficult. And you're going to end up having a lot less fun. You're going to end up beating yourself up throughout the entire day and therefore making it harder to shoot a good score. So, you know, setting my expectations at the right level is going to be key this year um, because in the moment, I, if I'm not living up to my lower expectations or if I'm meeting my lower expectations, I will be in such a better place to, to accept the shots and the rounds and the scores that I'm, that I'm shooting. So setting expectations, that's a huge goal. Uh, for this year, setting proper expectations. And of course, raising the level of my preparation is is a goal for this year. That one's harder because that one comes down to budgetary issues of how much money can I spend, how much money can Kayla and, and myself spend on me to go play golf all the time or me to go hit range balls. Um, so I know I'll be going and putting a lot <laughs> and chipping because that's free. And if I'm just better at those two things, I will be a better golfer uh, because I feel like I struggled with those this past year. But, um, you know, I I hope to raise my level of preparation. That would be a huge one uh, for this year. So raising the level of preparation, lowering my expectations to where those match, that will make acceptance that much easier. Um, another one I've been kind of thinking about is um this is what I wrote down yesterday while watching the uh the farmers insurance open um this year in tournaments I'll enjoy myself but I need to uh, need to do a better job strategizing picking targets based on my averages so that's kind of a quick jot down type note uh so what do I mean by I'll enjoy myself but I need to do a better job strategizing so in tournaments this past year, the past couple years, I, I've put all my eggs in the enjoyment basket and I've put no effort into the strategy basket. Uh, and what I mean by that is I, you know, I've got one chance. I'm playing three tournaments this year. I'm playing one huge tournament this year. So I've got to make the most of it, and I've got to fire at pins, and I've got to, like, um, it feels like a sprint uh, because I'm playing one tournament. So if I'm not making a ton of birdies, then I'm, then it's, you know, this tournament, this year is going to be a wash because what's the point of playing a tournament if you're not going for it and if you're not having fun firing at pins? But what I learned the hard way, and and just me changing my schedule this much from playing a ton of tournaments in 2017, 16, 15, 
to playing one or two a year, that that has changed more than I thought it would. That has changed more in my mindset, in my life than I thought it would. I thought it would make it easier to to just relax and enjoy the event uh, by, you know, just playing playing smart golf. But what it caused me to do was feel like every tournament was do or die. And I think this is really important for those listening that play in very few events throughout the year or play once every weekend, just a little, a little, you know, a dogfight tournament on the weekend or just a small things throughout the year. And, and you feel like you've got to make the most of it every time you go out there, but you have to change the definition of making the most of it. Making the most of it is not firing at a at a pen with a four iron from two fifteen, knowing the 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 possibilities of you missing this on the short side of the pen are very high because you haven't been practicing that much. And even if you had been practicing that much, your averages with a four iron from two fifteen are not dialed in enough to where you can aim at a flag. And that that seems simple. That's that seems obvious, especially coming from a mental coach that don't aim at a flag uh, from 215 when you've barely been practicing. That seems obvious, but when when you've worked a tournament up so high in your mind and you've flown all the way out to Colorado and this is the biggest tournament of the year for any, uh, any mid-am, let alone a guy that's played in one other tournament throughout the entire year, you're going to you're going to feel the pressure and you're going to feel the uh the strong pull to just you know fire at every flag and um no matter what situation you're in that's never smart so that's a huge goal for me this year is to is to strategize better is to spend my practice rounds um doing a little soaking in of the awesome environment that I'm in and I have more to say on that in just a bit but mostly planning, you know, this is a good spot to hit uh, on this green. This is a good aim point for me, based on this twenty-yard slice that I'm hitting. And I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna aim over here and try to magically hit a draw all of a sudden out of the for the first time this whole year. I'm magically hitting this bomb draw. I'm I'm going to know my game, and I'm going to aim accordingly. And I'm not going to expect more of myself back to that than I prepared. So, you know, strategizing better uh, while also still having fun. Because when I when I look at uh, the best way to enjoy a tournament, it's not by playing boring golf and strategizing and writing stuff down in a yardage book. That to me is not... Uh, my definition of having fun at a golf tournament it's it's just kind of teeing it up whacking it and walking down the fairway soaking in the environment and you know really enjoying where I am and the awesome privilege of getting to play in this tournament but I I think this year I'm going to quote enjoy the tournament better by strategizing and by playing within myself. And um, 
I, I honestly think I will enjoy golf better that way by knowing how far I hit the ball, knowing my shot shape, setting my expectations of my of the target that I'm aiming at better. You know, if I'm 215 and the pin is, you know, 15 feet off the left fringe, you know, five yards off the left fringe, which is the USGA is very prone to do. The Carolinas Golf Association is very prone to do. They set up courses hard for these big once a year events. You know, if it's if it's five paces off the off the left fringe, I'm not gonna aim at it because I know my miss from two fifteen is much larger than fifteen feet. It's much larger than five yards. I have to aim, you know, 10 yards, 30 feet right of that pin so that I don't miss it, you know, 45 feet left of where my target is. Because that's how big my circle, my dispersion pattern is from 215 or even from 160 with just a nice 8 iron. If I if the pin is you know, 8 feet off the right fringe, which they're very prone to do, especially on easy short par fours where you're going to have a short iron in, they're going to tuck the pin close to the fringe and probably close to a short-sided bunker, uh, you know, penalty area, anything like that. So knowing that, okay, I've got a, I've got an 8 iron in my hand, I'm just going to fire at this flag because I haven't made a birdie yet this round, so I'm just going to do it and I'm going to hit this close and I'm not that great at putting, so I have to be close in order to make a birdie. I have to set those uh, expectations aside and say, no, from 160, on average, I hit it, you know, 28 feet from the flag, whether that's left or right. Um, so I'm going to aim far enough left to where 28 feet right of where I aim will be okay. So if the pin is eight feet off the fringe, that means aiming 20 feet left of the pin. And this, if, you, if you're if you plugged in enough to the golf industry or golf Twitter, uh, this is sounding a lot like uh, Decade Golf. And I'm not, I'm not a subscriber. I don't pay for Decade. Um, I... I don't know that much about it, but I do know enough to where what Scott Fawcett does um, with his players and with his program is he's helping players make better decisions based on their averages. And one of my players I know uh, that I work with uses Decade and has the book that um, that Decade sends you once you become a member or a subscriber or whatever you pay for their plan or something. And and I've I've kind of got an intro version of it, but even without that, it's it's common sense to know that if you on average have a dispersion pattern of 28 feet left or 28 feet right from 160, then you need to aim 28 feet left of trouble. So if the right fringe is 28 feet, um, if the right fringe is 8 feet from the pin, then you need to aim 20 feet left of the flag. I hope you can visualize this. I hope I'm not confusing you. Um, maybe it's even more simple than I'm even making it. But 
just just making those simple decisions, those really hard discipline decisions, uh, to where I I put a premium on hitting the green rather than a premium on hitting it within ten feet of the hole. That is a huge change in my strategy. Um, and like I said, coming from a mental coach, that sounds obvious, but it's something that I have not applied to my own golf. It's it's something that I would easily tell every player that I work with, but to apply it to my own game takes a lot of discipline and takes a lot of self-awareness, and those are things that I just haven't exercised in myself. So those are two huge things, is you know setting my expectations lower, raising my standard of... Um, preparation, both of those are a combined one huge goal for this year. Two is setting a better strategy, which goes along with setting better expectations, but creating a better strategy and having the discipline to execute it throughout a whole tournament. Um, Another huge goal for myself this year is when I get to these tournaments that are at beautiful venues, um, I've played a tournament I played the US Am at Pebble Beach uh, in 2018 as a result of an exemption from the 2017 Mid Am. Uh, at each one of these tournaments, my first US Mid Am in 2016, I was just awestruck and starstruck and just blown away by the quality of the course, the players, the you know, the the practice Pro V1s on the range, the the uh, beautiful clubhouses, the scenery, you know, Colorado had the mountains in the, in the background and just the gorgeous landscapes. And, and I'm, I'm out in the middle of a tournament round taking pictures and, and that's, that's all well and good, especially once you know that I'm not going to be making match play. So I'm just going to like, I'm just going to enjoy this and take pictures and, and enjoy being with Kayla. But I still, I, I, I need to find a way, and I don't know the answer to this, but I need to find a way to, you know, be able to focus, but also be able to enjoy my environment and enjoy the privilege of being where I am. I need to find that balance. And that's, that's something I've never been good at. Uh, even when I was playing a lot, I was too far on the focus side, and now I'm too far on the uh, unfocused enjoyment side. So finding that balance, um, is something that I, I try to help players do, but I personally have struggled with that throughout the years. So that's, that's my third huge goal for my game this year is finding the balance of focus and enjoyment. And I don't have an answer for that yet. So I'll keep you updated on that one. Um, yeah, and those were kind of my three huge goals for myself. Uh, I I feel like I might have had a fourth one, but I'm drawing a blank on it right now. But those three are huge goals for myself that um, are me applying the kind of things, the kind of topics, the kind of uh, you know learn learnings that I I try to help other players uh, execute on. So I need to hold myself to the same standards. I need to I need to be able to apply what I teach. I need to be able to practice what I preach. And um, if I'm not able to do that, then I'm being disingenuous. So of course I'll keep you guys updated throughout the year. 
on how I do with these things and how I'm if I'm living up to my own standard, uh, if I'm practicing what I'm preaching, I will of course talk about the tournaments that I'm playing in because um, it's uh, it's really good to have uh, you know real stories, real examples, real anecdotes of uh, practicing what you're preaching. So I hope you've set some great goals for this year. Um, I'd love to know them. Uh, you can tweet me. Uh, I'm on Twitter at Josh Luke Nichols. That has kind of settled as my favorite social media platform where I like to do the most uh, conversing back and forth with people in the golf industry. Uh, I, I really like Twitter just, just because it's a, I guess, a text-based platform so I can... Uh, a lot of what I say is is not so picture oriented. It's like a golf swing. Uh, it's more verbal. Uh, so I like Twitter in that regard. So if you if you have any awesome goals for this year that you want to be held accountable for, tweet me, Josh Luke Nichols. Uh, I'd love to hear them. And uh, and of course, I hope you'll hold me accountable to to my goals this year and my expectations for myself. Um, and thanks for tuning in and, uh, for everyone that listens to these on a weekly basis, it's really awesome to see, um, how just the, the listens rack up every, every week. It's still not a ton of listens. Uh, it's, it's definitely not as many listens as some other popular golf podcasts. Uh, golf science lab is a really good one. Foreplay podcast is a funny one. Um, no laying up is a really good podcast on the mark uh with mark emmelman really really good always having good guests on talking about good good topics uh, I'm, i know i'm leaving some out oh eric anders lang podcast uh he's he's awesome he has really good interviews all the time um there's there's actually a bunch of golf podcasts that um that i that i personally listen to uh, and I actually got a, a recent one from a guy. I actually want to find it right now. He he said uh, that he he wanted me to listen to it. Let's see if I can find it really quick. Uh, searching my email for it. Here it is. I want to shout him out because uh, he was really nice. He said some really nice things to me on an email. Uh, let's see what he calls it. Yeah, define your purpose. I don't know if he, um, he says he hasn't started it back up yet, but he, he started about a year ago. Um, and I'm definitely gonna be listening to some of his episodes. And uh, yeah, I just wanted to kind of return the favor for him because he said such nice things to me. Um, so yeah, go listen to that and go listen to all these golf podcasts. There's so much good information out there for complete free. You don't have to pay a lot or any for really good information from the smart people that are out there right now. Um, so I appreciate you listening and tuning in to this every week. Uh, it means a lot to me. and um, I believe I've got one more college coach uh, interview, conversation, phone call to post. Uh, and I will be doing that this Thursday. So um after that, I'm not really sure what I'll do yet. I, I want to line up some more conversations with other people. Hopefully, hopefully, guys and girls that are on the playing side rather than the coaching side. I'd love to talk with some, you know, actual golfers that are playing and kind of their thoughts on the mental game 
and um, and how they go about learning and improving. And uh, I'd love to talk to you know actual players about it. So yeah, look for those in the future. And uh, until then, I uh, I hope you enjoy these kind of monologues and uh, and me kind of talking about a topic that's on my mind. But um, yeah, so thanks for tuning in, and uh, I will catch you guys on the next one. All right, see ya.